day people so as we do it's another episode of echo chamber and this week you've got another another two-parter can't stop bringing you label week after week people and as we do we're gonna start off with the uk box office top 10 for the weekend of the 19th to the 21st of Okay, so at number 10, I think this is new team, it's Open First Hero. So this is from William Brent Bell, and it is written by David Coach, starring Isabel Berman, Julia Stiles, Rosip Sutherland, Hero Kanawaya, Matthew Finland, Samantha. At number nine, still in there, it's for Love and Thunder. Okay, so this is from Takawatiti, and he co wrote it with Jennifer Kaitlin. Sorry, Chris Hensworth, Matiti, Chris Brown, Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, Karen Gillan, Bradley Cooper, Sam Neill, Matt Damon, Tessa Thompson. Woo! It's a great part of you. And we look for this. You know it? Alright. So, at number seven, eight. <laughs> it is Elvis. Okay, this is the new Baz Luhrmann joint, and he co-wrote with Sam Brummel and Craig Pierce. We've got Austin Butler as Elvis, Tom Hanks as the Colonel, the General, one of those. Uh, also, we've got Olivia De George, uh, Darcy Montgomery, David Wenham. Luke Gracie, Cody Smith McPhee, Kelvin Harrison Jr. So, at number seven, still another one holding strong, it is Top Gun Joseph Kaninsky, he revisits the flights for 36 years later. It is written by Aaron Kruger and Eric Luna Singer, but Tom Cruise, Jennifer Conley, Val Kilmer, Miles Teller, John Hamm, Ed Harris, Jean Louisa Kelly, Manny Jacinto, Glenn Powell, uh, Raymond Lee, Monica Barbaro, Lewis Coleman, Danny Ramirez, Jake Pickering, and Joe Ellis. So, at number six, it is Fishman's Friends, one and all. So this is from Megan Leonard and Nick Moorcroft. So, um, they also co-wrote the film with Piers Ashworth. Starring James Purefee, Fiona Button, Richard Harrington, Joshua McGuire, David Heyman. Yeah, I don't know. If you watch the first at number five is Dragon Ball Super Superhero. I think that's what it's called. From uh, Tetsui Udama, um, written by Kira Toyama, voice cast of Zaka Gilia, Kira Edwards, Toshio Fukawaya, Kyle Herbert, Ava Fiorano, and a whole group of other names that I struggle to pronounce. <laughs> At number four, people, it's me and writer. Right, so this is from Kyle Mulder, Brad Anderson, and Jonathan DeVale. And it is written by Matthew Lincoln, Steve Carroll, Pierre Coupin, Alan Arkin, 
Taju P. Henson, Michelle Yu, Julie Andrews, Russell Brand, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren, Danny Trey, Lucy Lawless, Rizza, okay, Steve Coogan, the great voice cast. At number three is DC League of Super Pets. This is from Jared Stern and Sam Levin. Stern co-writes with John Whittington, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Vanessa Bayer, Natasha Leon, uh, Diego Luna, John Francie, Mark Maron, Kate McKinnon, Keanu Reeves. It's another you know, great voice cast. At number two, it is the Brad Pitt joint bullet train. David Leitch, okay, and it's written by Zach Polowaski, starring Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, Joey King, Sassy Feet, Karen Kukawaya, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Michael Shannon, Brian Tyree Henry, it's got a, um, and our number one film of the week is the new children film Giant. Wrote and directed Kings Love. Okay, so Daniel Manua, Keith Palmer, Brandon Pierre, Michael Winkbot, Stephen Young, Keith David, Stephen Gray. Man, I want to see it, but boy. <laughs> it all depends how fucking scary this shit is. It'll be a daytime watch if I do. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's the top 10. We've got three films in one. Alright, so sit back and let's. Okay, first up this week, people, we've got a sports documentary. It is Girls Can't Sleep. Well, people, I, you know what I mean? I always enjoy a good documentary. You know what I mean? Also, a documentary that shines a light on something that you don't necessarily know right delves into something that you enjoy but you never realize this side of it you know so yeah i was happy to take a look at girls can't surf right so this is directed by christopher nelius he co-wrote it with julianne deruvo it is produced by nelius um Michaela Persk, right? It is executive produced by Paul Weigard, um, Rob Galuzio. It is co-produced by Ghislaine Kuvalat. Um, it is associate produced by Camilla uh, Mazzaferio. Um, yeah, I think that's probably, well, yeah, let's leave it at that, I feel. Music is from Hayden Walker. Cinematography is Anna Howard. Um, the Ruvio, you know, she also edits the film. Uh, production design is Cherie Phillips. Makeup is Amy Kazar, Karen Davidson, and Donna Korn. Production management is Kiki Dillon. Uh, we've got Mike Boston, Bowen Elms. Marco Elliott, Ed Hall, Aaron Halsey, Catherine Ring, and Paul Sarko on uh, graphics and all of that jazz. And in the film, 
right? We have got Jolene and Georgia Smith, right? They were on the tour in 84 to um, 90. We've got Jodie Cooper, who was around 83 to 93. Frida Zamba, who was around 82 to 92. Pam Burridge, 80 to 98. Right. Wendy Boffer, 84 to 93. Pauline Menza, who's 89 to 2005. Ian Keynes, right, ASP founder and a pro surfer. We've got Nick Carroll, a surf journalist and a former surfer. Uh, Jamie Brizick, another sports surf journalist and pro surfer. Elisa Shawstein Keynes, right? She was on a tour 84 to 96. Um, we've got Bonnie Crail, um, who was the manager of Ocean Pacific. Right. Rochelle Ballard, she's around 1990 to 2007. Graham Cassidy, an ASP executive director. Lisa Anderson, she was around 89 to 2002. Lynn Beachley, she was 90 to 2008. Stephanie Gilmore and Sophie Goldschmidt are also featured, right? And the gist of the film is uh, this. It's the 1980s and the world of professional surfing is a circus of fluoro colours peroxide hair and radical male egos girls can't surf follows the journey of a band of renegade surfers who took on the male dominated professional surfing world to achieve equality and change the sport forever featuring surfing greats jody cooper frida zambo colleen menza Lisa Anderson, Pam Burridge, Wendy Boffer, Lane Beachley, and more. Girls Can't Surf is a wild ride of clashing personalities, sexism, adventure, and heartbreak, with each woman fighting against the odds to make their dreams competing a reality. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. You know, taking a look at this. I mean, look, essentially you kind of know what's going to be here, right? The fact that, you know, women are getting paid less, made to surf in worse condition, just all of that, right? You, you can just imagine, just imagine what it was probably like back in the 80s, right? Because it's just the same story as just, all other sports and professions and whatnot, right? At, at the inception, there was, yeah, the, these weird lines drawn, right? So we get to, you know, see behind the curtain, as it were, slightly. It's interesting because, you know, again, with all of these things, right, you see... They talk about the male ego. The women have egos too, right? Women's have egos too. And like even years later, right? The way some of them talk about each other or just what's going on, and you know, it's kind of crazy, right? You gotta laugh a little. You know, people talking be like, well, if I was still surfing, that person would never have won those world championships. So, you know, just stuff like that. And it's just like okay, I mean, maybe they would have, you know, who knows, but there's no real need to try and pour water on their achievements, right, you know what I mean, so that's all a little crazy, uh, like, 
it's the 80s so the fashion is insane right the swimsuits the swimsuits there was the surfing oh the cut is ridiculous right it is freaking ridiculous now one thing that i i would have been interested to know right because you have these women talking about you know their experiences and everything like that and then right we have some male um surf journalists you know former surfers and then talking right about oh yes and it was like this and oh the these women you know they were forced to do this and you know behind the scenes you could see that the the governing body was doing this and oh you know it's terrible we never right we never really understood what they may have done right because they were journalists through all of this but we never had okay all right that's it's really interesting, Nick. It's really interesting, Jamie, Ian. Um, now, so when you tried to tell the stories of, you know, Pam, Wendy, Pauline, etc., Frida, Jody, what what happened? Right? What did your bosses say? You know, when you try to take these stories on or, you know, like, what happened, right? Because it's all well and good. People, after the fact, going, oh, yeah, it was terrible. Oh, yeah, and you saw the conditions. Oh, and the pay and blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, okay, but did you, did you try and add your voice, right? What, what, what did you do? What were you you know, what was your role in all of this, right? Never, never got that. Never got that. And, you know, like, they talk about the guys, you know, the experiences, guys that did certain things and all of this. Then there was the quick little mentions of, oh, yeah, and some guys took me under their wing and helped me and blah, blah, blah. And at the very end, there's a, oh, this goes out to um yeah the guys that helped but it's just like who you know because in these sorts of situations there you know look there is no doubt there was a lot of people against right we there was some footage of surfers going oh women can't surf you know what i mean just all of that kind of thing but there's gonna be those ones that are just like uh, Look, they surf better than me. Like, they're as good as me. All of this. And even the whole, you know, they're better. It's just not even a competition. Right? I think it's kind of crazy trying to make those comparisons. When you consider the human body, right? Women, lighter. You know what I mean? So you kind of figure, oh, right? It's like rock climbing. You know, the, 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 you think, oh, bouldering especially, right? I always feel bouldering is definitely going to be easier for women because they're lighter and, you know, I mean, body weight isn't pulling them down. Now, you then take into consideration muscle strength, right, which plays into it. But there's all of these different things that mean, you know, I mean, certain people can do certain things, other people can do other things, right? So it's not necessarily oh, these are better, it's just like, yo, when you consider all of these different constraints, these is what these people can do, you feel me? So against people of the same build, look, they're very good, they're the best, you know what I mean? But it's kind of that, but yeah, you, you get this, this look at the situation, but I feel we don't go that deep right we don't go as deep as we could have you know to find out what was going on like the guys that were helping the guys that were complete dicks the girls 
right? Because it is collective bargaining for things like this. So you know, right, there's going to be some girls who are just like, you know what? I want to disrupt. I'm happy with the way things are, right? And especially the times when people are successful, they, a lot of the times, the ones that don't want to rock the boat. Because it's like, well, you know what? I'm getting mine. So I'm golden, right? And it would have been interesting for that. It would have been interesting to hear, right, from a billabong sponsor, you know, person and find out what was they're thinking about the, the, the pay situation and all, just all of that, right? Because you heard the girls talk about, right? So, well, when we were getting these sponsors, the money was getting filtered to the men, right? So it's just like, okay, what what's going on, right? Why did that happen? It would have been interesting to get that. Interesting to hear from the surfing competitions and go, all right, why were you trying to get the girls to go out in the shit waves? right? What was that thinking? Why not either increase the days in which these competitions took, maybe use two locations, you know what I mean? So then to both lots of people get good weight, like what is the thinking, right? Though that, I would have been really fascinated to hear that, right? Because we know what happened, but it's why did that happen sometimes? That would have been fascinating. You know what I mean? And we didn't necessarily get that, which was interesting, which is just interesting and frustrating. I mean, the one big truth that we did see, right, is we see images of, you know, footage of like these girls back in, you know, when they were surfing and then footage of them now. Right? The one big thing, the sun fucks you up. Jeez. Right? You you can see sun damage galore. Right? <laughs> and I, I imagine none of these were wearing sunblock. Right? And yeah. The, yeah, I think mean, this is a good advertisement to why people use sunblock, man. Right? You know what I mean? It, it doesn't do good things to your skin. You feel me? But, um, yeah, girls can't sell, it, it, you know, if you enjoy a documentary, if you enjoy a sports documentary, right, this is very interesting. You know? It, as I said, look, I don't feel we got everything we could have gotten, you know, which is a shame. We do run that, you know, the, the, that old bane of the music, right? Music beds where you don't need music. It's just irritating and distracting, you know? There is that going through this whole thing. And you're like, why? Why are you doing this? You know what I mean? Grr. The other weird thing, right? They bring up the girls' names, and they'll say, oh, they were surfing between these times. But they don't say, like, world champion, right? That would have been another interesting thing to put up, being like world champion, like four times world champion, five times world champion. Like, why don't you, why wasn't that put up, right? In the piece, they'll talk and go, oh, yeah, that was, yeah, she won the tour. Oh, and she did, you know, but it's just like, why don't you put that stat out there? with their name, you know, I, it's a bit weird, it's a baffling why they chose not to do that, you know, I mean, it, yeah, some, there were some weird choices made, right, there were some, definitely some weird choices made on the production side of this, you know, but it is what it is, you know, listen, as I said, if you like a sports dog, you know, we've seen some good um, skating ones, um, was it the wall? I feel it was the wall, right? The one about the uh, Olympic rock climbing. And we followed those four young ladies on that, right? So if you enjoyed this sort of documentary, Girls Can't Surf is now in cinemas. So people, yeah, go check it out. 
find out what happened. Find out what happened. You know? It's, it's a little intriguing. You know what I mean? Okay, so now we've got a new Netflix joint. It is time for Wedding Okay, people, so we're looking for, um, you know, stuff to watch this week. I stumbled upon Wedding Season, right? So this is, and it's, um, you know, it, it, it's that typical story, but with a slightly different look to it, right? It is uh, directed by Tom Day. It is uh, written by Shiwani uh, Sivastava. Who knows if I pronounce I'm going to, there's a lot of names I am going to butcher right now, people. Um, so, so Wati Shetty produced it. It's executive produced by Matt Code, Jake Fuller, Brian Grazer, Ron Howard, Ryan N. Murphy, and John Rhodes. Music is from Janik Jan Bontemps and Rashi Kulkarni. Cinematography is Mina Singh. It is edited by David L. Bertman. Casting is Stephanie Gorin and Jessica Kelly. Production design is Daniel Sahuta. Set decoration is Ansha Gupal and J.R. Grasby. Costume design is Courtney Mitchell. Um, Makeup, hair, all of that jazz. Fake Crasto, Katrina Despotovich, Kirsten Gallagher, Ting Fang Lee, Alistair Muir, Ashley Vieira, and Nigel James White. Our cast. Well, we have got Asha. Who is played by um, Palavi Shada? Um, who else do we have? Um, she, I don't know who her parents are. Uh, um, Okay, I think her mum is Sunita, played by Vina Sud, and her dad is Vijay, played by Rizwan Manji. Then there's Ravi, okay, played by Suraji Sharma. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. His mum, I don't know, I don't know, but <laughs> Ash's sister, Priya, is played by Arena Afsa, and her fiancé is Nick, played by Sean Keeler. Um, we've got Tina, played by Ruth Goodwin. And James, played by Damian Thompson. They are Ash's work colleagues. We've got Dinesh, played by Manjo Sood. I believe that is Rappi's dad. Um, and then there's Yoshi, played by Julius Choi. And that is Rappi's um, work partner, friend, right, um, yeah, I 
feel that's it. Oh, I think Ravi's mum is Vina, who is played by Sonia Dylan Tully. Okay, I think I might be wrong, but that's generally it. Now, the gist of the film is uh, the gist of the film is this. Okay persuaded by their immigrant parents to find spouses, two Indian Americans pretend to date in order to survive a summer of weddings, but find themselves falling for each other as they struggle to balance who they are with who their parents want them to be. So that's that's it. Now, as it look, this is it's slightly different from the norm because we're dealing with like Indian characters is an Indian story, you know, which it makes it a little bit different, you know. But and it's it's kind of nice to see like the, these kind of you know usual stories, but through different eyes, right? Or you know, even though it's essentially played beat for beat, like every you know every other iteration of. But, it, you know, it, it makes it a little bit different to, to view it and watch it and enjoy it. All of that. Now, right? They, how I do often scratch my head with these things. Because the rationale behind everything leaves you like, wait, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. What is going on? You know what I mean? It's a little bit baffling. Ain't gonna lie, Right? Because, you know, they're, they're both going on these weddings, right? They, they make this arrangement. But you kind of feel with anything like that, you'd be like, okay, so we would need to know certain things if questions come up. Right, because question like if you're going to all of these situations, these social situations, and you know everyone's in each other's business, they're going to ask you certain things, right? So the logic would be, okay, so where did you go to school? What did you do? Blah blah blah. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. First love. Have you ever been in love? Right? You know what I mean? Just simple shit, right? Which would have gotten to the bottom. Of a lot of the stuff that they then throw out there is like, oh no, you know, which is kind of insane, right? Kind of insane. And the other crazy thing I find, they create this hurdle, right? This thing comes up and they create this hurdle. But a hurdle is, it's never even a hurdle, right? Like, you, you have these people, and then you go, oh, and now they're in love. But one little thing, right? It's always one little thing that then sends it all crashing down, right? Before, you know, the inevitable happens. But you just think, what? Right? It kind of makes it look like a relationship is so fragile that you know one little thing is going to destroy it right because look everyone's going to have secrets or not necessarily even secrets there's just things that you don't necessarily think about talking about maybe straight away or it's just one of those things that's like to you it's just like whatever now if someone actually asked you a certain question you'd be like oh Oh, right. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, blah, blah, blah. And it would just be there. Right? Which we know is a thing. But then the way it gets played out here, and in all of these sort of stories, is this thing is just so insane, and it's going to end everything. And you never have people go, okay, well, that's, you know, whatever. I mean, you've proven over the course of, you know, said amount of time, what kind of person you are, right? You've done this, you've helped me with this, like we've shared these moments, it's all fine, you know? 
but maybe let's talk about some other things. Let's let's see. Like, okay, let's tell each other this. Let's do this. Boom, boom. You never get that. But then you get the grand gesture, and it's just like, oh, oh, you know, I want you to know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, what the fuck? Because if that one thing was enough for you to be like, we can't see each other now. But then all it takes is someone to go, oh, blah, blah, blah. Then it's just like, your relationship ain't worth shit. Right, the, the moment something else happens, then you're over. So it's insane. It really is insane. Right, it makes no sense. You have other things. There's a crazy thing at the beginning of the film where this guy turns up, right? Turns up at uh, Ash's work, and you're just like, firstly, that ain't ha- like that person ain't getting past security. Right? They're not getting in the building. This is, this is like these things happen and you just be like, what? That's never going to happen. Right? The whole Singapore thing here, right? You're just like, hold on a second. If you're doing this big presentation, you would know the answer to the question they ask. Right? Like when you're creating these things, these pitches, you would go, okay, so the ask is this, but what's the story, right? You'd know the answer. It's not a difficult fucking question. It's crazy that that is the impetus of this film, right? That's one of the driving points here. But you're just like, that's not a thing. (laughs) That's not a thing. And then the whole leapfrog with the job and all of that, you know, again, not happening, right? They, they, uh, the people that write these things, these stories, the grasp on reality is a bit insane. But when, look, you don't have to have it so crazy like that, right? Just a normal situation is fine, you know? Like, if you just played it out normally, how life be, right? Right, you can sprinkle a little sign on top, but you don't have to go over the top, right? It's still a good story. Well, I mean, it's a played out story, but it's still going to have people be like, that's nice, right? Yeah, listen, I'm not going to say, I look, it's fine. The, the, the story here is fine, you know, like, there's definitely like some nice little touching moments, you know, like the the whole Nick Prius speech at the, the wedding, you know, it definitely just was caught me a little bit. It caught me a little bit. I wasn't expecting that shit, you feel me? Right? That was nice. And there's other nice moments and just all of this kind of thing. You know, the message is your, you know, be yourselves, don't. Don't let other people, right, determine, you know, your path, your love, just all of this, right? That's there. That's cool. Whatever, you know? I will say, right, someone else's wedding isn't a moment for you to fucking grandstand, right? It's it's insane how they put these bits in. And it's just like, yo, that's someone else's wedding, right? You're just upstaging their fucking wedding. What are you doing? Right? These things could be done with a phone call, like before or after. Didn't have to happen there and then, you know? This is kind of crazy. Listen, if you enjoyed, because this is a very similar story to the wedding year, right? So um, that was, man, that came out in 2019. Man, it just feels like the other year that I watched that, right? It's on Prime, um, and yet it's a very similar thing, right? There's some slight differences, but it's a, yeah, it's a similar thing. So if you enjoyed the wedding year, I think you're going to enjoy wedding season, you know? Look, any of those films that do 
feelings and love and all of that. If that's your jam, then yeah, wedding season will work for you, people. Will work for you. Yeah. There's some fun music. Yeah. Look, it's not going to surprise you in any way, but it's still a little sweet. It's a little cute, you know. You know, people. It's on Netflix. All right. So if you enjoy that, boom. After Indian Matchmaker Season 2, which I just saw dropped, right? Boom. You go and watch the fictional thing, right? And yeah, get yourself wedding season. And we end part one with a new season in the joint. It is time for Millie Lies. Well, the good people at Signature hooked me up with a new indie flick, right, called Millie Lies Low. And it's the feature directorial debut from Michelle Saville. Uh, Michelle co-wrote the film with Ellie Kent. It is produced by Desiree Armstrong and Angela Littlejohn. Cinematography is handled by Andrew Strood. Uh, it's edited by Dan Kersher. Tina Cleary handles the casting. Heather Hayward, production design. Amy Cookie Martin is um, art direction. Costume design is Sarah Beale and Gabrielle Stevenson. Makeup is Catherine Maguire. Production management, Tom Kelly and Helen Locke. And our cast. Well, we have got Anna Scottney. She plays Millie. Um, her mum is played by Rachel House. Um, her ex-boyfriend, boyfriend, Henry, is played by Chris Olosio. Her best friend, Caroline, is played by Gillian Nugent. Um, we've got Mel played by Alice May Conley. Um, her old teacher is played by Sam Cotton. Um, yeah, and there's Cohen Holloway, who I forget who he plays. Um, but the gist of the film, right, is... Uh, is this, okay, so, funny and moving in equal measures, Millie Lies Low is a heartwarming, unmissable comedy drama, after missing her flight to a prestigious internship, an anxiety-ridden architecture grad fakes being in New York while lying low in her hometown, scrounging for another ticket, yeah, that's that's it, right? And listen, right? This is oh man, this this film is kind of crazy, right? I say crazy because it's it's good, it's very good, it's very well acted. Man, you get all the emotions from the cast here, and it is also really hard to watch <laughs> it's really it's hard to watch because it oh god there's so many cringy cringy moments like you just feel for the character which is pretty fantastic does that mean you're believing everything that you see you know what i mean right and you really do you get just this sense of ah, oh, just dread and Fear, right? Shame, embarrassment. It's all the emotions that you know Millie's going through. 
right? So it we kind of start off with her on the plane, and then just suddenly this fear grabs her, and she's trying to get off the plane, just trying to get off the plane. Now, I, I will say, I, I think she's very lucky that she didn't get added to a no-fly list. <laughs> I think because you hear about people just trying to grab doors and open them, and then you know, you're not getting another flight, right? But she has to get off. Has to get off. Now, there's, there's things you do wonder about, right? So is this the first flight she's ever taken? You know what I mean? Because it's just like, is, is this something that never was there before? So she's taken other flights, never there. And all of a sudden, she gets hit with this. You know? Or the first flight, so she just never knew. You know? So there is that aspect of it, which you, yeah, I kind of you wonder. Because, you know what I mean? Look, if she has flown before, like the fact that you're moving somewhere, you know, you're going for a job. There's definitely a lot riding on that. So you can definitely feel that that would be this crazy thing for some people and they're going to panic. You know what I mean? So there is that that you do wonder about. And then you're just like, what is she doing? You know, because it's just this whole Thing now of you know taking photos like faking posts just all of that even phone calls right phone calls now there is something with the poster which you're just like wait how did none of these dumb dumbs figure that out you know what I mean? but yeah it, it, you're just like oh you're just feeling it and the other crazy thing about it, but she's sneaking around, right? It is kind of that one where, you know, people wonder how their funeral's going to be, right? But you'll never know because, you know, you're going to be dead when it happens. So you see the people that fake their own death and then they go to the funeral, you know? And, and it's one of those ones, right, where if you leave somewhere, right, you move. Kind of, you, you, I guess you wonder, right? Oh, I wonder what people are saying about me. I wonder if people miss me. You know what I mean? There's definitely those things that will go through your mind. And she actually gets to kind of see in a weird way, right? She gets to see. And oh, there's things that she will hear and see that. You know, ain't the best things, ain't necessarily the best things, right? Which then seem to send her on this new path, right? New path of crazy. But it is great, as I said, because you're believing everything, right? You, you're, you know, you're cringing, you're hiding behind your hands. It's just like, oh, no, don't do that thing. Don't do that thing. Oh, my God, she does that thing. But it's like... Yeah, you're you're with it. You're with it all the way through, right? And there's moments which you are fearing are going to go somewhere. We don't always go to that place. We get some revisits, you know? But it's interesting because also stuff that you perceive might not be true. Right, which makes it super interesting. There's revelations. There's there's all of that. You wonder about some of the things that we see. Like, are these from choice or is it through necessity? Is it just you know? Is what else are you gonna do? You know you. And I say that about you know we get that about friendship and situations, but we also see. I feel the embracing of things, right? We have these awkward conversations, which are good because you kind of think, yeah, they they feel true, right? They feel like 
a, a situation that you might have with your mums, right? That that all you know, what I, mean? I think it helps with the authenticity of the film of these moments, right? Because you're able to connect with it through that stuff, which yeah, it's great. It's great. I you know I really did enjoy it. It, it, it's cringy as fuck. You know what I mean? Man, you, you're just like, kid, what are you doing? But, hey, it, it, it's definitely something that's going to get you thinking, you know? And maybe, right, people might start having that conversation about the shit they put online, right? And, and the need for it. Which, you know, not necessarily a bad thing for sure, right? Right? But, yeah, this is a, a very well put together piece. It's very well put together piece, yeah? I definitely enjoyed it. It's, it, it, it's kind of, there's moments of it that feel a bit like Kajillionaire, you know? Now, I, I wouldn't say, it's definitely not the same film. Right? They're both very different. But there's kind of a, a, a sentiment that kind of runs through both of those films. Now, although it's meant to be a comedy, I didn't necessarily laugh. You know? Didn't really laugh. But I don't know if it's meant, to, if it is that laugh out loud type of comedy. For me, it just felt like it's, it's that thing which you can just smile at you yeah yeah i know that situation ah yeah i've been there you know i feel it's one of those but i, I definitely feel it's worth watching if you like that slice of life type of thing if you like those films that take kind of reality and give it a little spin you know i think millie lies low is going to be the film that you'll want to see, okay, so it is now out, and all your favourite VODs, so yeah, there you go, people, just my thoughts on this crazy shit, right, just my thoughts, if you like the Breaker Uppers as well, it, it rings very true to that, okay, there you go. <laughs> Okay, people, so before we bring part one to a close, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of film. So, um, yeah, looks like Sega is bringing another couple of their titles to the big screen, right? So there is Space Channel 5. Right, which is um, a 1999 dance game. Hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of what's going on during that one. And then there is a comic story. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I know that. Sometimes these things are seem super weird, but we will see, yeah, we'll see what happens, right? Um, also, right, um, Laura Linney is going to star with Woody Harrelson and Nico Parker in Suncoast, right? So um, this is from Laura Chin, it's a directorial feature debut. And um, it says that uh, we have a team living with a strong mother who must take her brother to live at a specialised facility. There she strikes up an unlikely friendship with an eccentric activist amidst protests surrounding controversial men. So, uh, yeah, there is that. Um, so, Nick Nolte has a new film coming as well, right, called Eugene the Marine. Um, yeah, this is from Hannah Uh And he 
Right, so in this film, Nolte plays Gene, a widower and former Marine, who finds his highly regimented life deteriorating after his son begins pressuring him to sell his long-time heart. When a mysteriously familiar woman appears in his life, Gene starts to loosen up until his nightmares of reality begin to now this seems weird but we're getting a cobra kai no we're getting a ferris bueller's day off spin-off right um from the creators of cobra kai yeah um now you wonder what this is gonna be right it's called sam and victor's day off and so basically if you remember the original film there's the bit when they go and hand the you know the uh the whatever car the red car is right they hand it to some ballets so this film supposedly follows what those ballets did so yeah i I don't know, man. It feels like it's a bit of a stretch. You know what I mean? But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's gonna be great. Right? Let's see. So we know we're getting a Nola Holmes 2 over at Netflix, and now we know when. Okay, so this will be dropping on the fourth of the um, yeah, you know, Millie Bobby Brown is back as Holmes, um, Inola, that is. Henry Cavall will play her brother, Sherlock. Right, um, yeah, we've got Helen and Proxy McCarthy as the mum. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the returning cast members. If you enjoyed the first, then I imagine you're going to be enthusiastic for this one. Uh, so we are getting a Hellraiser um, reimagining, right? From um, David Buck Brook Brookner. Right, David Bruckner. It's starring um, Jamie Clayton, uh, Ben Collins, and Luke. Right, no. Ben Miller. Ben Collins and Luke. I wrote the script. Um, Clive Barker is going to be yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Right? Some of these handwritten pointers work, but you know. Um, also, there's a meat cube which is starring Pete Davidson and Katie Kuko. Right, it is going to be dropping on the 21st of September. It's supposed to be a peacock exclusive, directed by Alex Lehman, and supposedly is a woman who uses a time machine to reveal her meeting between her and in order to engineer a love at first sight day. But when Gary can't measure up to her vision of perfection in the days following their magical night, she heads further back in time to shape them into a dream man. Okay. 
So it's like if they like the script, then there's going to be a third film along with the TV series. I don't know if that you see. So it's going to be written by Matthew Orton and directed by Chad Stahelski. Right, um, so it follows the struggle between the highly skilled assassin named Nikolai L and the mother company, a secret conspiracy of energy corporations that control much of the Western world. Hmm. I mean, there could be some truth in that, right? <laughs> could be some truth in that, people. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's part one in the books. But coming, we got a review and an interview. It's a great little interview, people. So you do not want to miss it. All right, people. See you then. Peace.